What up, East High? Hi. That's like high as in hello and high as in high school. Anyway, hi. It's Wildcat Minute where we talk about <laughs> high school musical one minute at a time. I'm Condra. It's Thursday, which means a not clean intro means I'm Tyler. And some for some reason, they agreed to come back. <laughs> Andrew and Kestra, welcome back. We are still here. Yes. <laughs> We made it through that intro. We can- it, it's all downhill from there, right? <laughs> I mean, we've got a decom of the week, so it's got to be uphill from here. We're going to bop to the top. We're going to soar. We're going to fly. <laughs> so- what happens once, once you bop to the top, then you can be soaring and flying. Mm, you really break free. So minute 88 starts out with Troy finishing a sentence that their difference is in who we are. And, oh. and ends with, more singing, uh, this time rising up to lift us up so everyone can see, which they sing together. In unison? In unison. Harmonizing, kind of. It's just like they're in it together. Oh, man. They Are have they broken all free. in it together? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> um, we still have a few stragglers yeah. that are not in it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack. Does Jack dance in We're All In This Together? Is that like a fun thing where he gets like no, one no. shot where you see him dancing? I don't think they bring any of the adults into that. Oh, oh that's man. not true. Okay. That's not true. We definitely get the appearance of an adult in that. Oh, I want that, like in that thing you do, Andrew and Castro, I don't know if you've seen that thing you do, but where Lenny's singing Dance With Me Tonight and Tom Hanks has that like one dance move. Yeah. And it's awesome. Anyway, that's what I want for Jack Bolton. You want him to break free. Yeah. I, I want him to be his himbo self. <laughs> so just to comment on this line uh, from that tracks over from the previous minute. Yeah. You know, the world can see us in a way that's different from who we are. Uh, much like the first song they sang in the movie. It's like, wow, lyrics really on the nose. Yeah. I was, I was, I was going to mention that this song's like really kind of hitting some of that thesis statement stuff yeah. from, from this movie. It's like a counterpoint to status quo, which is not a song in Twinkle Town. So I don't know how this is so much in conversation with that song, even though they were, <laughs> well, one of them doesn't exist as far as Twinkle Town's concerned. But this seems to be like a like a strong counterpoint to status quo. Do any of you have the problem where when you think of Breaking Free, you just think of the Queen song instead? So you've got both Troy and Gabriella and Freddie Mercury singing in your head at the exact same time, two very different songs? Or is that just me? <laughs> Which one's Queen's Breaking Free? I've got to break free. I don't sing. Mm, you just need a you just need a Machete's Miracle Microphone, Conda. <laughs> I really do, Tyler. Um, <laughs> there's some commercial with it in it right now too, so maybe that's why it's on my brain a little bit more than okay. the usual amount of Queen that's on my brain at all times. I'm I'm a notorious don't care about Queen guy, which gets me a lot of flack. But going to the High School Musical Breaking Free, we did just need to quickly credit the songwriter, Jamie Houston, as the songwriter for this song. So Houston, but they're in Utah, but it actually is in Albuquerque. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And and Gabrielle is from San Diego. It's just getting Uh, all, all kinds of around the Southwest. Let's call the whole thing off. So we get we get a, a beat drop. We get this amps up. Yeah, Kelsey is really like she's she's got one of those like Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins like music kits on her back at this point because mm-hmm. there's an electric guitar, there's a bass drum, there's, there's the piano, there's, there's the piano, the, the, there's the, the egg, egg shaker. shaker. I'm really upset because 
next week has a really awesome Kelsey moment. Um, oh yeah, we're missing out. And on, we're missing out on a on big that. Kelsey and I'm moment. I'm really upset about that, but that's okay. I'm looking forward yeah, to you it. Yeah, you guys, though. you guys watch next week for Kelsey's big moment. I wish the movie was about her. Anyway, <laughs> Kelsey's it's, great. It, it becomes obvious in this minute that it's really not Zac Efron singing, both in the like the lip singing and like the just clearly the voice range is not the same. And and yeah. like the mic technique, like there's no way they're like like they stop trying to pretend really yes. that they're singing into these microphones. They really give it up. As he does, he does a little bit better than Vanessa in. But in she's the... really turning her head. Yeah, all around. She's, she's moving her head around so much. It should much. sound like that sequence in Singing in the Rain, where she can't like <laughs> talk consistently into the flower. Yeah. But like they're getting like farther and farther away from the microphones. Moving it around, moving they're, their heads around. Zach is definitely singing while he's doing like his complicated dance moves, which I would call the Circle Moonwalk. I don't know what the actual name of that dance move is, but he's his, supposed to be like his singing. homage. Yeah, but he's supposed to be singing during it. And it's like, oh, there's no way he can keep that together with like good <laughs> mic placement and stuff. That's going to fall apart real fast. At least during his, his, what did you call it? What, shiver, shiver? Shiver, shiver moment. It's, it's really close to his mouth. So yeah, you can that one, definitely that hear that. close Ooh. by. But like, and, but Gabriella is like really turning her head all yeah. over the place. Like shaking her hair and, and stuff. Like, like her hair's breaking free. And, <laughs> and, but like, like we're all podcasters. Like you, like being close to the mic matters. Like you gotta maintain that, that correct spacing and everything. Like, and keep some semblance of, consistency with it yes absolutely Uh, we're all podcasters thank you for the credit (laughs) (laughs) i was just thinking i didn't her hair is down but it somehow changes in this because like it's (laughs) it's like an elsa moment (laughs) (laughs) yeah i can't remember what happens to it but i do know that it's like kind of like tied back half up half down with like ribbons of the colors of the school in her hair yeah. And I don't remember seeing it ever again. And so it, it comes down from that? It goes like a full down? or it's, No, it's definitely not a full down because it's still pinned up around her face. But it doesn't uh, seem like it's But I don't think the ribbons the are way. there. Yeah. yeah. She ditched them when she ditched the lab coat, which I'm glad they didn't yeah. show that because, like, not that lab coats are, like, difficult to take off, but, like, it's not going to look good when you're working on taking off a lab coat and like <laughs> and popping out those buttons and like getting it to slide down your your shoulders and everything. Like it it it, it doesn't look great. And and then also and like Troy knew that. And the inside of the lab coat is typically like not finished, so it's going to look all frayed and and like stupid inside. <laughs> and so if she like pulls it off so it turns inside out, it's going to look bad too. Did she just throw it to the side or did she like throw it into the audience? I'm sure it's just I off to the she side. Just, it's off, it's to, the off side. to the side. Like she went way off to the side to take it off. So I assume she did it so she could drop it off the side so no one would have to look at it. And as she did it, she's like biting her tongue in a way. Like I saw it several times. She's what like, she's doing what? As she's taking it, like she starts to like start. Do you see her start off. like taking it off? Really? Just like a little yeah. bit. She's like starts to walk away and she like bites her tongue. Like, oh, I'm going to take off my lab coat. I'm I'm pulling this up. I don't and I'm know how you can do... see her face in that shot. Yeah, like I'm 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 pulling up the minute and I'm watching it on mute so we can see some of this. I saw a little bit more hand choreography. <laughs> Kestra, I I believe you as what like when she it caught me because it was like, oh, you see her start to walk away, and Troy must have decided, oh, I need to distract the audience while she gets herself finally ready. Like, wait a second, you're right. She does like bite her tongue. It does not look like a focused one. It looks like almost like 
like the way she's looking at Zach when she does it, it looks like it's almost like a sexy yes. tongue bite thing or like biting your lip kind of thing. <laughs> um, which is not a great move to do when you're also like starting to disrobe, like when you're removing your outer layer of clothing. I like didn't this want is to not like, a sultry moment. It that way, but, but like, yes, you're right. Yeah, it's like oh, and I'm about to take off a layer of clothing <laughs> to reveal a full outfit. It's also definitely not buttoned. Like when she starts to take it off, she just like unwraps it. So I'm guessing this was Velcroed. It's it's costume stuff. Um, it's gotta be and so it's not buttoned and so she actually does just like take it off it looks like she probably get makes it turn inside out um i'm watching the the circle moonwalk i don't know how he does it It looks like magic (laughs) he must have i think he really learned he he watched some close videos of like michael jackson and maybe he's like a secret like dance fan and Mm -hmm. like it's like this is my special skill i mean if he does that with a basketball in his hands like does that count as traveling or does that count as pivoting (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's traveling i mean it, it is because you move your second foot yes. right yeah but would a ref call you on it or would they say now nah, looks pretty cool i'm gonna let it slide no <laughs> it's the one exception yeah and i'm trying to i'm trying to watch for the change in her hair i think the ribbons are still in there i um, did not see them yeah but... they're still in there oh yeah they're definitely still in there it just looks different i guess yeah, but I think it's pretty much the same. Maybe it's just falling out. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe with the maybe the lab coat was like kind of holding like there was some sort of it was on top that it, I don't it know. It definitely looks different. Like yeah. like it might have been like taking it off like like fluffed the hair out in maybe. the back and yeah, so it's like spread like across her shoulders a little bit more. Mm. It looks of... more voluminous, I guess. She she's shaking her head a little more so like her bangs are starting yeah, to puff up and like come more. loose. <laughs> Yeah, so she takes off this lab coat and she's just got like normal clothes on, like it's not like a like a like wow pop like costume. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not it's not like a Sharpay outfit. But but like she's like she's fully clothed. That's what I'm trying to say because I described it as disrobing yeah. and I didn't want it to seem like super salacious. <laughs> no, she's even got like a longer skirt on. Like her, she's very dressed modestly. very modestly. I mean, this is an extremely chaste film. <laughs> I mean, it's a decom. But oh, like, yeah. oh, no spoilers. Oh, yeah. I still want to know if they kiss or not. But yeah, like overall, like this is quite chaste. Like this hand holding, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> this is affection. Um, I'd say I'd say there's other decoms that are willing to push boundaries more than this one is. As far as I mean, you <laughs> and I watched a video of Team Beach movie and Team Beach movie is maybe too sexy goodness, for Disney a Channel. A little sexy there. <laughs> I, I kept seeing. I don't know why I kept seeing it, but like in my Facebook videos, I I kept seeing like cruising for a bruising. From from Teen Beach movie, and like, I don't know. This guy's like wearing like the rolled up sleeves on his tight T shirt. Like, this guy might be too sexy for Disney Channel. And then there's a girl who's wearing very <laughs> those hot very, pants. Are, those are booty shorts. Very short shorts and fishnets. She's got pink fishnets yeah, on. It's so weird. <laughs> and pink booty shorts. I was like, how does he get away with this? Even in the in the 2010s, it sounds so much like some of the Descendants costuming. <laughs> Which is another one that skirts yeah. some but weird it lines. Seem as as much. Yeah. I, well, and also like with Teen Beach movie, like there's a, a element of it because it's like 1950s, like Grease musical and stuff. So it's like, yeah, like we know, like these are supposed to be attractive people, and like Descendants is not quite pushing that same boundary. <laughs> it feels like I don't know. Maybe that's just some of the context for. Except for Evie and to cast Kristen yes. Chenoweth. I mean, goddess <laughs> there. But back to 88. Yeah, I think. Troy does something really interesting that I don't know if it's me reading into Troy as an extrovert 
and Gabriella is an introvert, but Troy turns at one point to the audience to get them to start clapping, and he like he's worked now twice to try and engage mm-hmm. the audience and pull them in, and it worked because they're clapping along. I was very confused by the immediate clapping. Like, all right, just because a chorus starts doesn't mean you should start clapping. Like, you should wait till like at least the second time the chorus comes around, or like till there's like a like a good clapping part. Please, and, like, it's just like annoying. Unless the performer is actually like, cl- Chad like, is like, so like, proud. Like, you to clap, clapping. like clapping along with you. Yeah. Like, here's your clapping. Here's the rhythm. It's supposed to be, and and also like sometimes there are people who are like. Not on the rhythm, not on the beat. This is why I don't <laughs> clap during those kinds of things. Because but I do. I you're not a musician. I am though. That. But then super awkward because <laughs> if everybody's clapping along with it, and you're like, I'm not clapping because I can't do it right. <laughs> then people look at you like, Why aren't you clapping? Don't you care about team spirit? And if there's one thing we know about Wildcats, um, they love team spirit. Right. But yeah, get your head in the game, etc. Get yeah. your head in the game and. But but I think you're right about, like, Troy, like, having the extroversion and everything. Like, he's the one engaging the audience, whereas Gabriella is pretty much not facing the audience. She's pretty much facing Troy. She has stage fright. Not anymore. She cured it. <laughs> well, and it's a weird combination of concert, like, choreography versus play, like, drama yeah. choreography. If, it, like, if this is being performed during the play. Who are they playing for? Yeah, if this is being performed during the play, are they supposed to get the audience to clap? <laughs> Is that is that part of the... I don't know. Did Kelsey write that in? I wonder if Troy was telling Chad about it, and he's like, there's going to be this moment where y'all got to start clapping. There's going to be a bunch of people in the room that are really confused. If you just start clapping, everyone will be on board. Yeah, the whole basketball team, clap. They probably need that energy if they have any hope of, like, winning is not the correct term, but winning the callback. Because I got to tell you guys, this is not better than Bop to the Top. I... Slander. Yeah, he, he really likes Bop to the Top. I really like Breaking Free, but also, Tyler, we yes. love status quo, and you don't. <laughs> well, the, let's finish talking about this versus Bob to the Top. Then we can talk about like the full ranking of High School Musical musical numbers. Um, but I think Darvis watching this, in, if if the audience does not start clapping and like building the energy, she's going to say, okay, this is fine. Like, but like Ryan and Sharpay are obviously more committed, but right? I, like these kids have other extracurriculars that are going to get in the way. Like if it got in the way of auditions, <laughs> this is going to prevent them from showing up for rehearsals. Here, Here's, so I once had something else scheduled during a callback, so I could not make it to that callback. What did I do? I went to the drama teacher and I said, hey, I can't make it to the callback because I have this other thing. And he's like, okay, you can come in this day and do a callback. Darvis don't play like that. <laughs> yeah, that's not Darvis's MO. Even though Darvis let, the, like, let them be considered an audition, she was still like, yeah, I called like, your name she twice. She had to call twice and, and like wrap it up every time they've yeah. tried to perform for her. True. What does she think is going to happen for rehearsals? Are they going to show up or are they going to be playing basketball and scholastic decathloning? Um, I mean, I guess like if this is the championship game two weeks after New Year's, weird, um, and the scholastic decathlon, then I guess those extracurriculars are over. And so they'll need new extras for the for the spring. So I guess it works out, but it's still kind of weird. Yeah. Whereas you've got Ryan and Sharpay truly committed to theater. Like they're going to show up. They're going to get this done. Troy and Gabriella, always late. I just think Ryan and Sharpay need to have like that one show where they like don't get cast as the lead and like have to practice 
their side character roles and like they're gonna be mad about it and and be like uh miss darbus only cast us as the lead because he felt bad for this other person like high school drama drama but like it'll be good for them in the long run yeah it'll make them work harder i mean i think they were better performers their performance yes this song i think is better than bop to the top yeah you can't compare too because bop to the top is like a totally different it song is super super different it, like it, it, it also depends on like okay Arminia and arnold what like what what are they singing the majority of the time like what what is their vibe and like what kind of vibe is this musical because you don't want to sing a pop song or like something like bop to the top to something for a roger and hammerstein's song uh show I mean, it sounds pretty dope to me, but... You wouldn't get cast, because it's not the vibe. Oh, oh, you mean like that. I Yeah. They don't okay. care about the vibe, though. They've straight up changed one of the other songs. Yes. Yeah, they rearranged the <laughs> yes, stuff. Yes, I, I know. Um, but if Darvis was anyone else except someone who plays favoritism for, for Ryan and Sharpay... I mean, or has had to settle for them because no one yes, else shows up. True, yeah. I mean, she's not trying super hard, but maybe she's just, like, I, giving in. I think Darbus is getting some sweet payback money from the Evans family. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> she's got to find an excuse not to cast twins as romantic leads. Uh, yeah, Wait, seriously. She could be worried about that. Like, the scoreboard's really giving me some heat. I cannot have Ryan and Sharpay be romantic leads again. <laughs> <laughs> People are getting creeped out. No one's showing up for the plays. <laughs> <laughs> Our own musicians are even terribly concerned. We have to have one person play every instrument. I mean, we don't have any clear evidence that in Twinkletown, Minnie and Arnold are romantic. But they are. Do we have clear evidence of that? Breaking Free seems like a song between lovers. But that's just in the choreography. Like, there's there's no text to it, right? Like, what I've been looking what for been looking seems for. like it's... Yeah. I mean, Ryan Sharpay seemed fine. Like it's because if you it's do not it a... that way, yeah. Like if you do the choreography specifically that way, but like other than that, if if you're just singing it, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, they're a couple." Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to know what Twinkletown is. I need the book. Can I talk about one actually p- good piece of filmmaking that I found in this minute? Absolutely, please enlighten us. It's a. I think it's a. I think it's a Steadicam move. Early on in the minute, when um, they first break into the chorus. Troy has this kind of like run up to Gabriella and he says, we're breaking free. Mm-hmm. And we get this sweeping steady cam, the kind of camera moving in like a circular motion um, behind Troy and Gabriella. So we can see the audience in the background. Yeah. yeah. And it's a pretty easy camera trick. Like it's not a challenging thing to make that like seem really cool and interesting visually, but it captures the moment really well. And I wish that they had, stayed on that shot longer they do come back to it at the end of the minute again but i it's one of those actually cool moments that we get I think you're right I, I i found the one you're talking about and i've been watching it and like the the way it moves in and like the pace it has with zach is really really well balanced and choreographed because like the i i think you're right that it's a steady cam and so the steady cam operator has like a really good maneuver step that paces well with with zach's like I was going to call it a dive-in. He's not diving, right? It's just the way he's like, steps in close to Gabriella. But I think it's a, it's like a good choreographed balance um, with the steady cam. So I think you're totally right about that. And I do I agree with you about wishing that it carried through longer. I mean, camera work and, and like choreography in musical numbers is really an interesting thing. And this is going to make me... Kestra's smiling at me because she knows that I'm going to start talking about Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, the, the musical TV series. Um, 
<laughs> that's that's going on because we love it. But that one I think is super super interesting for camera work and camera work choreography specifically because they do a lot of songs in one shot. They do single shot steady cam hmm. for you know two and a half minute songs, um, and they do it in sets that are like completely surrounded. Like they do it in a set that is a house, and they do it in a set that is a workspace. And a lot of stuff's on wheels, so you know that they're, like, moving things, and they might even be able to move walls, but it seems really seamless. And so you know that the Steadicam operator is getting choreographed in, like, the choreography sessions, right? So Mandy Moore is the choreographer for, the choreographer for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and she has the camera operator in choreography sessions without a camera doing, like, okay, where are you stepping? How are you getting around this couch? How are you maneuvering through this thing? And also because steady cam operators, it's usually, like, a two-person at least task. There's there's the steady yeah, cam operator, an and then there's the spotter behind them who's, like, got their hand on the small of their back saying, like, okay, you're safe to back up, back up. And then they have to, like, push them around an object or something like that. And so it's a really cool thing. And so I love that you would point out the steady cam work just so I can praise Zoe's extraordinary playlist yeah. for, for that stuff. Cause some of those are really, <laughs> really, really cool in like the workspace environment that they've got or the, or the home at the end of season one, they did like a, a seven it, minute, it was a seven minute, seven minute single shot, single shot with like 12 cast members and, and extras and everything all throughout a house. And so I'm like, this steady camera operator is like, walking around blind corners backwards through a kitchen like that spotter has got to be working so hard and there's got to be so much trust in there and like and so much choreography to camera work which is something people don't always talk about especially with with musicals and so that's definitely going on for some of the stuff on stage here which is also like it makes it kind of weird to think about the audience who's watching that performance and like and also there's a cameraman right there (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think good camera work and good camera choreography really really elevates a musical number and i think you're describing that with with that one moment. Um, and then we get a few of those um, throughout this number, but yeah. not necessarily a ton, but I do recommend Zoe's yeah. extraordinary playlist. Watch some of those numbers and be like, Oh, this is a single shot, like going through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's really impressive that it, they do it's it. It's really cool. And there's so many things and, that they could be tripping over in some of those. Have, or some <laughs> people have taken some videos of, of, behind the scenes stuff behind the scenes stuff and it's really cool to just see it happen well and and you see like sometimes how much of the set is getting moved around yeah by background dancers and stuff they're like moving couches and stuff out of the way and then putting them back into position it's like there's a lot of stuff going on yeah thank you yeah um my job to bring at least one camera work thing into an episode just so i don't feel totally inadequate Condra, talk to me about um zach efron's point his point yeah, he uh, towards the end of the minute, he like points to Gabriella when it's like her turn to sing again. I, Did I, you see that? You know, this whole I genuinely wonder because Kenny Ortega, <laughs> I have lots of feelings about his choreography because Newsies has some great sequences. Stick to the status quo. Some great dancing. Kenny Ortega is good with lots of people on screen. He has no idea what to do, and it always comes out super awkward (laughs) when it's only a couple people dancing. I'm thinking Santa Fe when Christian Bale does that weird grunting down the middle of the street, specifically. (laughs) His fight dancing. His fight dancing. But this, I don't know if he's like, yeah, Troy's gonna look really cool moonwalking, hugging himself and going, ooh. Ooh. And... I don't know why he does that. Why is he supposed to be cold right there? <laughs> like he he like and then backs away and then like does it again. Like it's very weird. I think I think you're super right about 
But yeah. like Kenny's strength is is in those larger large, ensembles because like I spe- like he gets into the large ensembles with like descendants, descendants. too. Like at oh. the end of every always all always the ends with a big. He's got some big good songs and de- descendants too. The Uma song in um. Yeah, that that, was that really good. dance that was really sequence good. is so good, but yeah, he just he does not know how to do a single or two people dancing. Um, when there's no background dancers, it starts it like it. What do you it do? Really, because he's big on like the he he does a lot of wide shots. He wants that visual interest, uh-huh. especially when it's in like a single a single space. Because you have Gabriella's song, you also um and and she's like moving around, and so that's a little more manageable, I because, guess, because she can be like um, walking or, or Mal's song in Descendants that she's moving around there to in Descendants three. Mm. Yeah, so it's just like. Yeah, when they're moving around, it's a little more easier. But when they're s- supposed to be on s- on this stage, mm-hmm. well, and, and I, can't move around that much. And I think some of that is, is also like the difficulties. And I, I mean, this is just me speculating. If you have like a bunch of like medium level dancers, you can mm-hmm. do some interesting stuff by by like having them coordinate. Yeah. Right, and you can get visual interest by having everyone do the same thing, right? Working together in that. But when you've only got a few people, it's like I don't suspect Zach and Gabriella, or Troy and Gabriella, <laughs> Zach, Zach and Vanessa are like ready to do some like really intense contemporary dance moves. No, you know, which is like so when you have fewer people, like the dancing load that they need to carry is greater. And and that's probably not Kenny's jam. He's like, I'm gonna get a bunch of people to do like some coordinated stuff or a few different things in different areas. But when he's just got two people, it's like, okay, like that's not the the dancing that he's yeah that that he's prepared for so much. I also think you bring up a good point with like Troy and Gabriella that they're not dancers. Like they, it would be. I think I'd mm-hmm. be taken out of the moment if like Troy actually started doing like high kicks or. Like leaps or some like, or even if he did a ga- jazz square like Ryan yeah. did in, in the audition. <laughs> but he didn't. Everyone loves a good jazz square. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just. I think it could also just be as jarring if they've really had this well choreographed because we've seen them rehearsing this whole time and Troy was running around the the music room with a a, a timpani mallet as a mic <laughs> and like oh yeah. He, <laughs> He was just having a good time with Kelsey when he was practicing. They're not they're not doing mm-hmm. it for real. Yeah. Yeah, whereas like like Ryan and Sharpay, like those are definitely stronger than this Troy and Gabriella stuff or or Gabriella's solo. Mm-hmm. Their their characters are supposed to be more performance mm-hmm. based and they're like, "Oh, we're putting on a performance even though it's an audition or a callback." Yeah. But still like you're right having a group of newsies do like fight dancing in the square in front of Pulitzer's uh office Mm -hmm. i guess i was gonna say like house or estate but like yeah i guess it's his office but like having like a crew of newsies doing a bunch of fight dancing you also get to throw in like the stage jumps and and like stage dancing whereas like when it's jack kelly in the alleyway like yeah you do have a certain kind of limitation if you're gonna buy it and so it's like maybe it's best to just have him get on a horse and ride around. Yeah, Kenny Ortega. He wants. He needs a prop or he needs like a yeah, concept. This, this stage only you, has you a, need piano. a ladder. You can't, you give can't him a ladder him a and he'll work space. wonders. <laughs> or a curtain. Um, he can work with a curtain mm-hmm. too. The yeah. hand thing at the beginning. Exactly. That's a really good point. Thinking about like Descendants, like he does the like sword fighting mm-hmm. one on the ship, um, and it's like okay, like like we've got a little something going on there. Or give him basketballs, like. 
I don't love get your head in the game that much, but like he's doing kind of interesting stuff with like music and like the basketball bouncing and the, the sneaker squeaks and stuff. Yeah. The first 30 seconds of it are the best part. Yeah. And so it's like, Oh, like he can get creative with stuff. And if you give him, it's one of those things like you got to give a little bit of constraints. Like I need this to be a basketball number. I need it to be baseball themed. I need them to have a piano in a pool. I'm talking about high school musical two here um, for some of these things. And so if you give him something, then you're going to get something better than if you give him total control, right? Like yeah. if he's got something in the story to to be pulling from. Speaking of pulling something out of nothing for a story. Uh, <laughs> nice segue. Where is, where is that going to go? Anything else that you guys need to say about Minute 88 before we move into our Decom of the Week segment? Can we real quick go through our ranking of the songs of the high school musical musical yeah. numbers? And we actually can because Tyler does know this last one. He's performed it in a talent show. There you go. So Perfect. so we're not going to be spoiling anything. We will not. I know of the existence of we're all on this together. Who doesn't? Okay. So like, re- like we don't want to like totally take it over. So like, what do you guys got? Like Tyler, if you've consumed all the songs now. Where's your favorite? Condra? Uh, you already knew all the I songs. Knew, Where's your favorite? Oh God. I mean, we'll, we'll have to save a definitive list for like our credits episode or something. Yeah, we have, we have two yes. credit episodes that we're going to have to fill somehow. But if you can think off the top of your head, the song that you want to go like, back at to least, right at least, now. Yeah, go for like a top I, and a bottom, I maybe. I really, I know there's a lot of issues with Bob to the Top, and we've talked about them. I like Bob to the Top. Well, and, and <laughs> I remember you guys talking about it, and... and I've got to say, I think, like, from, like, a musical and dance perspective, like, I don't think it's super appropriation-y to, like, have white people do salsa. Because it's, like, an exported dance product. So it's it's not, like, culturally Like, it can be sometimes considered The, the Spanish that, but, was weird. But, but, like, because it's, like, it's like managed well yeah, in ballroom Spanish, dance. Yeah, the Spanish, I think that's, that's, that's what... That's, that's, that's not but super like, cool. Salsa itself, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have like ballroom dancers uh-huh. and they can do like all variations of but, ballroom But coming dancing. in with like mucho gusto, yeah. it's like, that's yeah. a little weird. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> so I assume there's like a reason for it inside Twinkle Town. Otherwise, I really don't like it. <laughs> yeah. God only knows Twinkle Town. That's totally fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> listeners to this podcast know my favorite song is uh, It's Hard to Believe That I Couldn't Sneeze. <laughs> uh, that's my number one. Uh, no, I like, I was going to say that Gabriella's hopelessly devoted to you song, but I don't even know if that, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how that goes off the top of my head. So I'm not going to say that one. I think breaking free is probably the, the better one. I don't hate stick to the status quo. I just think it's a weird, like, it's just a weird tonal thing for the, uh, arcs of the movie. I think the song is fine. I- I'll come up with a more definitive list later when we get to the end. Do you, do you guys want to share your list? What, wait, what, what's like your least favorite? Which one do you guys want to drop? My friend Amanda's going to be real mad at me, but um, the Gabriella song. I've never <laughs> liked that song. Me either. That's, that's not my lowest song, but that's like second to lowest. I really don't like that song. And sometimes I even forget that it exists. <laughs> I I might say Bob to the Top's my least favorite just because of the placement in the movie. It's weird. I wish that they had like it, it does get broken up a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that they like when they cut the first time that it, they had just cut it there and we didn't come back to it. Mm. But they come back like three, or four yeah. times. Mm-hmm. That is that is a weird way to like yeah. do it. Castro, let's you do your list, then I'll do my list. Okay. Well, at the top of both our lists, I think is status quo. Both I, of I us freaking l- love status, status quo, quo so much. That is by far my favorite song. I think it's a, an absolute jam. And I know that it's 
a bad message, but I think like it's very clear. It's like, oh, like this is a catchy tune and everything, and people are trying to enforce the status quo. But this is also like a thing that you're not supposed to agree with, and so it's like it's it's knowingly incorrect. (laughs) Yeah, um, which is like my least favorite part about it because I wish it was something that I could be like really straightforward with. But it's like, oh, like this is the bad song. Yeah, not not bad as in low quality, but bad as in like the message. Yeah, don't don't take away this message from this movie. Um, and then I have We're All in This Together, Breaking Free, then Bop to the Top. Um, and then What I've Been Looking For, then the reprise for What I've Been mm. Looking For. Then so, get- so, the, so regular one would be Ryan and Sharpay version, and then the reprise yes. would be... Um, Troy and Gabriella's. Okay. And then Get Your Head in the Game, and then Gabriella's Song, and then Start of Something New. I just... It does nothing <laughs> for me. <laughs> All right. And then... My list, like we said, I, I've got status quo up at the top, and then we're all in this together is my number two. Bop to the top is my number three. I I really like Gabriella's song. I know it's not like amazing or anything, but it, like I enjoy li- listening to it and watching it. I'm like, I like this fine. And then Breaking Free. I don't really like Breaking Free. I don't think it's that strong. <laughs> and, and that's why I'm like, I don't think they I don't think they should win the callback with this. Uh, what I've been looking for, then the reprise of what I've been looking for, get your head in the game. I just don't think it's super strong overall. Like, like we said, there's really interesting stuff going on with it and they like do some good stuff, but like, it's not super solid, I think in like in total and then start of something new. I just don't care about it. Yeah. I don't really like start of something new. I think it's weak. <laughs> we we uh, ordered our list of of songs because well we said this off mic, but we're we're Disney fans, and so um, lots of Disney fans tend to make lists. So. Uh, you got to run some Disney brackets. numbered lists. Yes. Well, and, and the brackets, right? You got to know. Okay, who's the best Disney sidekick? Who's the best Disney horse? <laughs> who's uh, who's the best Disney male Villain. lead? Um, if you're going to, and then you can do it like best, you can do favorites. Mm-hmm. You can also do like, okay, like, but Who what if win? they were actually to get in a fight? <laughs> yeah. Um, who's going to win Prince Philip or Hercules? Who's it going to be? It's good podcast fodder. Yeah. So let's move on to our decom of the week segment. Uh, so <laughs> with all this time that we've got left, <laughs> I know. So what's going to happen here is Tyler is going to present a Disney channel original movie, or I think in this case, it'll be a Disney premiere film. And uh, Andrew Kestra and I will try and figure out what our version of this movie will be. And then we'll hear a little snapshot of what the real version is. So, Tyler, are you ready with our DCOM? Uh, Yes, I am ready. So this week you are working with Rock and Roll Mom from 1988. And this one's one of the premiere films, right? Yes. So 1988 was before they had switched over to the DCOM Branding directed by Michael Schultz. We have Diane Cannon starring as Annie Hackett, Michael Brandon as Jeff Robbins, some other characters. But yeah, Rock and Roll Mom. I want to see what you guys come up with. So this strikes me as as similar. I don't know if this is one of the Disney Channel premiere films, but it's a, a film that I associate with early Disney Channel. Is a film called The Mommy Market, and so something about like Disney and eighties and moms, <laughs> like that was like a theme that they were doing see my my gut is i don't know if you guys are familiar there's a susan sarandon movie that she's like sisters with this i can't remember who it is and um it's like their last name sisters and um susan sarandon's like this straight-laced mom character and then her sister's this kind of still wild child rock and roll follower this is sounding this is sounding kind of familiar 
and um, trying to reconnect with her sister despite being sort of stodgy and like them both learning how to accept each other's differences. Mm-hmm. Th- that was my initial gut was like, oh, is it... But you don't want to just copy that, no. right? And then the other thing I was thinking was um, Almost Famous, um, the anti-rock and roll mom that kind of gets converted into <laughs> supporting rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be something... Part of me wants to make it like Hannah Montana, but it's a mom who's hiding <laughs> yes! the fact that she is a rock star from her kids. Yes! <laughs> I love this um, idea. Which part of me like is thinking is like there's got to be a movie that had that, that kind that of premise that, yeah like and, and she is she hiding it from from the kids yes mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so her kids don't know that she's a cool rock and roll lady and they're like really obsessed with her yeah and so her kids are big fans of her rock and roll persona but they're like yeah but our mom's so boring and vanilla um, <laughs> yeah like when she's not rock and roll she's just so, she's like super like she's just like tweed pencil I mean, skirts like she's gonna have some sort of excuse like so is she so, like, is she a stay-at-home mom, and then she just goes out for concerts in the evenings, but she, like, tells them that she's going out Book clubs. to, like, play Pinochle with her yeah. friends or something? Pinochle, I don't even know what that game is. That's a card game. It right? is a yes. card game, yeah. Or she's, like, going out to bingo night. Book clubs, Tupperware yeah. parties. If it's the 80s, there's definitely a lot of Tupperware parties. She's, like, cooking them broccoli and rice and stuff, and they're like, oh, mom, these are such boring foods. And then she goes, has, like, a rock and roll life and plays a concert, and they're like, man... I wish she was our mom. <laughs> kind of ah. thing. What if it's a um what if it's a trading wives situation where it's like <laughs> Well, I don't want it to be that cuz I think that's a terrible thing to do in no, movies. I, yeah. But it could be like this ma- but my my mind went there too. There's weird magic stuff in some of these early premiere films where there's like It's true. true. That's a, that's like the premise for for the mommy market. So I don't like I said I don't know if that's a, a Disney premiere film, but there's like three kids and they wish they had a different mom and so they get like a magic coin and they go to the mommy market where they like pick out a different mom and they get one who's like super outdoorsy. Um, and then they get a, a million mosquito bites by going camping. They're like, I hate this. I want a different mom again. And they end up like eventually going back to their real mom. And it's the same actress plays all the different versions of the mom. It's kind of That's a fun. weird, fun one. But yeah, so there's like one who's super outdoorsy and there's one who's something else. And they're like, uh, actually, I do want my normal, boring mom. Kester, do you have any thoughts? Well, my my mind went to like the, the wife swap thing, <laughs> too. Um, not that I really wanted it, but I really like the, the, like, Hannah Montana kind of idea. We could definitely Um, merge this Hannah Montana, it could turn into kind of a Mrs. Doubtfire mm -hmm. situation where she's like, you want, (laughs) you want this mom so bad? Fine. And she, like, like comes in as rock and roll mom, and the kids are like, this is a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's just, it's, the house gets crazy, and then in the end they're like, I really want my mom back. And they're like, oh, psych. I've been your mom. The whole <laughs> the time. Whole time. Whoa. I do kind of like that. I like actually. this a lot. That's pretty good. <laughs> Te- teach him a lesson through rock and roll. It reminds me of a, of a book I had growing up. Um, Miss Nelson returned. Or like, <gasps> Mrs. Mi- something like Miss Nelson teacher. is missing. And Miss yeah, Nelson. That yeah, that one. And, yeah. yeah. And she's actually the, the evil teacher. At, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or now, do we have anything where like she like takes the kids on tour and they're like, touring sucks. I want to live in a house. <laughs> I mean, that could be part of this like trading places. Like, okay, we got to pack up and go to three different three different states in the next two days. Like, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, like they're touring. I'm missing like, my and soccer you, and, game, and, and, and I have a dance recital, and you were supposed to meet with my teacher, and it's like, nope, we're on tour. Yeah. Okay. And, and they have to like, and like occasionally they 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 realize, oh, I'm so sick of the parties and like the games and the. I just want to spend time with my mom. At night. I just want to like spend time in front of the TV or playing a game or or something. Yeah, because like boring mom is always like, let's do a puzzle together. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, doing puzzles is so dumb. And then they're like, I just want to do a puzzle. The rock and roll mom is sleeping during the day and stuff, so they never really see her anyways. And she's just like, go yeah. do your schoolwork. They school have to start making their own food. Yeah. They start cooking for themselves. They're like, but mom used to cook for us. Yeah. And they think it's cool, but then they're like, oh, actually, you know what I really wanted? Like, any kind of positive relationship with my parent <laughs> figure. Great. Did we get Great. it? Well, thank Did you. Did we nail it? this. You guys? <laughs> it basically writes itself from, from yeah, there. Yeah, you guys, you know, you're not far off. You, you're like, you're, really? you're like, you're still categorically wrong, but you, like, you have, you hit some interesting points. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Diane Cannon plays Annie Hackett. Diane Cannon, a pretty successful actress from the 70s mostly. She got two Oscar nominations for Heaven Can Wait and Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. IMDb also told me that she's a groundbreaking woman because she's the first woman in the in the Academy uh, for achievements both behind the camera and in front of the camera because she produced a short film, Number One, which got nominated for Best Short Film at the Oscars one year. Michael Brandon plays Jeff Robbins, who is the senator in the first Captain America movie. Condra, do you remember? Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, but I guess kind he of. would be a lot younger in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, and he was also the uh, narrator for Thomas the Tank Engine from like 2004 to today. So did he replace Alec huh. Baldwin then? The, I, or well, Ringo? I, was Alec Which Baldwin just re- in the m- movie, maybe? I know um, Ringo. Yeah, I think Alec Baldwin is just the, the okay. film. And Ringo then- was, yeah, for a long time, but I don't know. There's also uh, Telma Hopkins of Family Matters. I don't. I never watched the show, but I wrote her down. And uh, Fran Drescher's in there, as well as <gasps> Heather Locklear. No way! Yeah, Heather Locklear also plays a character named Darcy X, who will come up. That's a rock star name. So we basically, we have a mom with two teenagers, and like you guys kind of said, that the teenagers are kind of embarrassed by her, their mom. Like, she sings around the house. Not the same reasons that, like, that like you said, that she's, like, too boring. They think she's, like, trying too hard to be, like, young and hip. Oh. Like, she kind of sings with a local group. And one day, like, a producer gets wind of her. And then, then when Darcy X walks out of a studio session, they call in Annie Hackett as a ringer. And she's like, well, let's see if what she can, if she can, like, fill in the, the vocals for this track. And then that that record kind of hits it big. So she has kind of this rise to fame. But uh, the producer, Jeff Robbins, uh, played by Michael Brandon, doesn't think that the audiences are going to want like a like a mom rock star pop star they think that she's that they're going to want like a younger persona so they give her like this persona that's like rock and roll but they have to like basically erase her kids quote unquote from this persona so she has to like pretend to be like a pop star but i hide the fact that this she's a mom with children super familiar it's kind of it's kind of the, the reverse of what you guys came up with because you guys kind of have like a it, you know it's like a it's a faustian bargain type type story where it's like mm-hmm. i wish i had this and then you get what you want and then you realize you didn't actually want that 
Yeah, but there's like there's like that persona Hannah Montana ishness to yeah. it. Yeah, she's got this alter ego, but instead of hiding it from her family, she's hiding her family from her yeah, fans. Yeah, and then at the end, it like all comes crashing down. The identities are revealed. The the Darcy X character is like the villain trying to like re- reveal her true identity. Um, but I guess. But then everyone's like, actually, we think it's great that she's a mom. Yeah, I don't. The 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 plot summaries. I hope that's what uh, happens. Kind of flail out, but um. <laughs> I guess fam- family <laughs> doesn't, wins. Doesn't reveal everything. Family wins in the end. Like they realize that they can have a family and be successful musicians. So yeah, like doesn't like I said, you, always you guys were there, but like just like switch it in the other direction. But I think your version would be like more of like a like a later like decom comedy version. This is back when mm-hmm. they like yeah. were trying to like they're like fairly sincere. Yeah, trying to say things with these movies, teach yeah. lessons. Well, I feel like, yeah, the rock and roll mom movie that you guys came up with would just like all take place in the same house and be really cheap to make. So, yeah. Except when they go on tour. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I've got to say, so like Kester and I have been listening to Get Caught Up on Wildcat Minute. And so we've been looking forward to <laughs> the the decom of the week because we're decom fans. Um, so we, we thought it was going to be something like. We already watched that, so... I know. Uh-huh. You got us with, with the premiere Kondra. films, because we haven't watched so many of those. I'm Honestly, like, Kester kept telling me, it's like, okay, they've done this one, they've done that one. I was like, okay, my favorite one is still an option. <laughs> so I was really hoping that you'd come in with Brink, and I'd be like, I know all about Brink. Let me tell you about Brink. <laughs> See, I know a little too much about Brink for that to have worked oh, on man, my so end. Oh, man, so it's not even a potential I don't know anything slogan. about Brink, so... So it could be a um our our friend Amanda who submitted a whole bunch to us um Brink was on the original list of potential options but I knew something about it so she didn't put it on the list. Aha! I freaking love Brink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So any other comments about High School Musical, Minute Eighty Eight, Rock and Roll Mom, Fran Drescher? Not really. I was no. gonna say big fan, but I'm like I'm not a big fan of Fran Drescher. <laughs> like I'm a big like, fan like, of High School Musical. Thumbs up. <laughs> Big big fan of High School Musical. Even as we dissect it, I still love it. Thank you. And hey, if there's anyone out there that wants to be a big fan of Andrew and Kestra, where can they find you? Uh, go find Disney Animation Minute Essentials. It's a podcast, so you listen to it just like you listen to this one. Um, <laughs> it should be pretty familiar format. The, the format for Minute by Minute is also the same. Very cool. And you'll be starting 101 Dalmatians soon? In, In a, a couple, couple of months. months. Yeah, we got to do some prep work on it and get all set. Because our goal is to get 99 guests, but there's not 99 minutes. And so we have to like be prepared to double up and got to structure that appropriately and all that sort of be stuff. Be prepared is a Lion King That's song. That's going to take a ton of planning. Yes. Well, and we also have to find like 99 people that we actually like mm. <laughs> enough to bring them on, all that sort of stuff. Like there's a vetting process. Um, well, hopefully this can serve as our our CV. You you guys are in. <laughs> Do you guys like if you guys could choose, what would you want out of 101 Dalmatians? I'm trying to think if there's anything especially high school musically. Mm. And I don't think there is. I'm trying to think of a scene that'd be um, good for Tyler that he'd actually like. I like. I want the minute where Cruella Deville goes, "Ha ha ha, Roger songs." We'll, okay. we'll try to note that down. What? Kestra, <laughs> Tyler, put it on the books. Tyler. Is that? I'm trying to remember. That's like, I've not rewatched it yet. Is that a thing? No. Yes, it is. That's a line from the movie. <laughs> I mean, it, it sh- I don't think that she does say something about Roger songs, but I don't know if that's yeah, the exact line. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's where I'm like, that's not... They're, they're arguing, she wants to buy the puppies, and 
she's like i'll write you any amount of money and then the, the the lady goes like but we like we don't need your money like we have roger songs Cruella Deville like laughs it off and says something about oh yeah roger songs for sure yeah those will get you money all right well kestra's got you down for <laughs> better, we don't Roger's have to stick songs. to that look we got to stick to something we're like we really need to manage our guests well and so we're gonna try and lock that down for Sounds you good. We'll stick to the status quo anyway Kondra. My brain just started singing Stick to the Status Quo, so I can't do that out loud. You guys can't afford those rights. Kondra, tell the people where they can find us if they want to engage with us further. People can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y, on Twitter and TikTok. You can also send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Tell us what part of 101 Dalmatians we should go on. <laughs> Or get in your last submissions for our decoms of the week for this season. I liked your pluralization there. Very good. Thank you. Attorneys general. Special thanks to our artist Theo Golden at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our saxophone slapper, Joseph Winslow, whom you find at joewinslowmusic.com. Poor Joe. I, I sure hope that carries over from when people listened to the previous episode days ago. <laughs> it's canon. I've been Condra. I've been Tyler. I've been Kestra. I've been Andrew. And we'll see you next time for what will surely be a shorter episode of <laughs> Wax Cat Minute. <laughs> you can bet on it. You can say, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> can you say, Wildcat Minute? Wildcat. Say, get your head in the game. All right, Alan's turn is over. Melina, you come over here and you can podcast for a second. Alan, say, bye, Wildcats. Bye, Wildcats. All right, Melina, do you want to be the little girl podcaster right now? Yeah. She likes to call herself the little girl podcaster. I am little girl podcaster. <laughs> Can you say, say, bop to the top? Bop to the top. <laughs> say, breaking free. <laughs> now say, welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials. Welcome to Disney Animation. <laughs> okay, say thank you. Thanks. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Did you have fun? Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, let's go. All right, go climb back into bed. Bye-bye, girl. Bye-bye, girl. Bye-bye, boy. She said goodbye, girl, and goodbye, boy, because she didn't know your names. So that's what recording's like when you have kids. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>